guys, I'm Heather, and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Is it Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> Man, why, the, why? I mean, like, you haven't even read the list. You're like, Heather. <sighs> hey, guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. What I, what I need you to understand <laughs> is that you have lost all credibility <sighs> when we get to the cutting stage. Why? Kenny Chesney was your second pick. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. My picks are great. And (laughs) and if you don't believe it, just ask me. I won't argue with you because I'm mature. Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Welcome back to the Music List Podcast. My name's Ben Dial. I'm here with my sisters, Beth and Heather. We are siblings who argue while making music lists. That's the shtick. That's, That's what, what we, we do. <laughs> and I know you're all surprised. That wasn't actually Ben. What? I know. It's Beth. It's me. Um, <laughs> since, <laughs> since we're right up close to Halloween, I thought I would get in costume vocally. <laughs> costume. Yeah. And so uh, I don't really have... Ben usually, you know, he has a nice little intro about the topic. We didn't really think that far ahead. So I don't have anything to say. <laughs> ben? That's all I got. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> on that note, we're doing ghost songs. Uh, fa- favorite? No, 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 no. Let me repeat. Not favorite ghost songs. Best ghost songs. Oh, you know, I just thought it was ghost songs. So <laughs> I don't really know. Are we doing our favorite ones or the I best it was ones? Ghosts, best song. Well, best songs with ghosts and hauntings. Haunting. Ghosts and hauntings. I thought ghosts and hauntings were fair game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. Okay. Okay, I think some of my songs might get cut. (laughs) (laughs) I misunderstood. I thought it was about. I thought it was about ghosts and or hauntings. Yeah, me too. That was my understanding. Okay. (laughs) She's like, I definitely misunderstood. No, I think I. So full disclosure. Mm, I think what, I may did, have gone. What did you think the topic was about? Did you go to metaphor? I think I think I may have. Yeah, I think I may have not gone literal enough on, on one of my picks. Okay. But you know, well, on some of them on my list. Well, and and actually, <laughs> I'll tell you. Time. I mean, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was hard to weed some of them out because there were so many where the ghost was metaphorical for something that wasn't really a ghost. Yeah. If mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah. to you. you I know? tried to stick to like literal oh ghost or haunting. Okay. Well, because it's a Halloween episode. I get that. I see that. I receive it. <laughs> and we'll just it, see how this shakes it. out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just going to have to see how it goes. So, you know, we always have this deal where we talk about how we came to our selection. So, Beth, I feel like you should lead us out lead us out on this. What was your thought process and when making your list? <laughs> um, well, most of them really do have a ghost. Like a honest to goodness ghost. Um, but there are, let's see, one, two, three only three of them where I maybe stretched it a little bit and took ghost as not like the spirit of a person who has passed. Um, yeah, but what? The, yeah. So, you know, I got a little creative. That's all. Okay. 
Next. <laughs> Heather? Oh, I went with literal ghosts <laughs> and hauntings. Not literal ghosts because I don't believe in real ghosts. But Oh, where are we going to get theological? Well, I, I don't believe in ghosts, but yeah, I know that surprises people that know me. I agree with you. But anyway, anyway not, I do love Halloween. Not a paranormal And I podcast, love me a good, good right. spooky moment. So mm-hmm. that's what I went for. Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts either, but I think something's moving it. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. sure. I believe so, in. I believe, I believe in the I believe, supernatural. I believe in paranormal. Supernatural, yes. Yeah. Yes. Paranormal. Yes. yes. I believe in that, but yeah. it's the source of and it, I guess. Then, uh-huh. then we get into theology. And, That's right. And I don't have a degree in theology. That's another so, podcast. Um, <laughs> so for me, it was really interesting. Like there were some when we decided on this topic, there were some that I knew were going to be on my list because I liked them. Mm-hmm. Very much. I like them very much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say that once I started weeding out some quote-unquote ghost songs that I felt were maybe a little bit more metaphorical than I thought for this particular episode, I did have to go research some songs to get to nine to make sure that I had Mm -hmm. nine on my list. Yeah. And full disclosure, number nine on my list is in fact Ghostbusters by Ray Parker. Oh, <laughs> I mean, because I needed nine. I, I, <laughs> so I mean, it's and, a ghost song. It is and, a ghost and song, and there are yeah. literal there are literal ghosts in the song. Yeah, you remember Slimer? It's I a Slimer's name, yeah. right? Yeah, I ain't afraid of yeah. no ghost. Yeah, I mean, so well. Heather, well, now you said I did. Say I'm going to clown somebody. So hard. is it in your top three in your picks? I don't know. We'll find out. Oh. It depends on how far down the list I go. I did say I was going to clown on somebody that picked Ghostbusters, but but it was really like I don't I don't but particularly what? like the song, but oh I like it. But it was it did was you pick it? it's actually not on my list. I was but, getting down okay. to what they call the nitty gritty, and I needed <laughs> I, I needed greedy. I needed a, <laughs> I need the greedy. I needed a I needed I needed a, a number nine song. So yeah, okay, well. So that's that. Now, y'all want to know what the draft order is? <laughs> y'all interested in that? <laughs> Would y'all like to know? The suspense is killing me. Yeah. 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 So Heather drafts first. Oh. Beth drafts second. I draft last in the first round, but I get to draft first in the second round. And then Beth and Heather. And then Heather will draft first again in the third round, and I'll draft last in the third round. We will then have nine selections, and then once we have those nine, if you've listened to the podcast before, you kind of know this format. We will take those nine. We'll try to cut it. Try to cut four of them out, leaving leaving us with five, and then we'll try to rank those five from the number one ghost song to the number five ghost song. Um, and along the way, we'll argue probably about <laughs> where they should be and yeah. then on the list. So, without further ado, Heather, you got first pick last time. What's going on? Rigged. Rigged. Well, since you do the draft, I don't know what to tell you. No, I just pick, I just pull the balls out of the hat. What? What? <laughs> Have y'all never seen draft selection, where like the no. NBA draft selection? Where they pull balls out of a hat? Well, not, not, not out of a literal hat, but it's like the, you know, like the lotto. Oh, like, like bingo? Like yeah. the little thing that spins? 
Bing, well, yes, yes, it's also like bingo, yes, but it's also like the. Have <laughs> yeah. you not ever? Have you never not, not ever watched the lottery where they no, spit the no. balls out on the? You got to buy tickets to care about watching the lottery numbers. You've never watched the little machine kick the balls out with the numbers on it. I guess I've probably seen it on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe like on like like very in a meta way. Like it's on a television show Correct. and they're watching people pull the I was always fascinated up. because I mean somebody was gonna win millions and millions of dollars just on yeah. the randomness on <laughs> what little ping pong balls came out of there. Mm-hmm. Have I have I told you the pink and purple polka dot? Oh ping don't pong? yeah, no, no. no. Oh. Oh. We're done. Yes, I mean yes, yes. We know it is okay. what we're trying to say. That's for also for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. it'll take a whole podcast worth to tell it. <laughs> oh, I get a there. kick out of it just thinking. About it. Okay, so I guess without further ado, <laughs> for the second time, without <laughs> yeah. further ado, yeah. And then there was much ado. No, <laughs> about nothing. <laughs> Literally about nothing. Yeah. It reminds me. Oh my god. <laughs> of, of the song Hook. Yes. Which is, which is that a, one? Which is about which is about nothing, other than the song is basically the point of the song is that this song's about nothing, but the hook's going to keep you interested in the song. And dag nabbit, it's true. Sure does for that song. Yeah, it's true. So without further ado, yeah, without without <laughs> further ado, tries times. <laughs> thrice, thrice. I have asked you thrice. <laughs> Heather, what's the first overall pick in the ghost draft? Okay, I was really excited about my first pick, and then come to find out, you know, we talk about checking our list, and you checked you checked this song, and I checked this song to see where it falls on other people's lists, because a lot of times, you know, you cross-check to, you know, make sure that... You, oh, like a Rolling Stone list or something? Yeah. This is not on anybody's list. What is it? <laughs> it's... The Legend of the Wooly Swamp. That should be on every list. I know. (laughs) Charlie Daniels Band, 31 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it is the story of Lucius Clay, who lived way back in the Booger Woods. <laughs> 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 and it was a story about an old man. He uh, buries money in mason jars all around his property. And if the moon was right, he'd dig, a, dig it all back up and run his hands through it. And so there were three, you know, White trash boys, the cable boys that decided to kill Lucius Clay and take his money. And they beat him to death and threw him in the swamp. And when they tried to escape, they all got caught in quicksand and died. And so on the last verse is where the ghost element comes in. Uh, Even after 50 years, if you go by the shack on certain moonlit nights, you can hear three young men screaming and you can hear one old man laugh. And so that's the, the haunting part. Mm-hmm. Of the song, this song always <laughs> creeped me out when I was a little kid. Yeah, and 
I mean, it's got, it's definitely a ghost and haunting song. He wrote this, he, he wanted kind of a follow-up to Devil Went Down to Georgia. So he made this whole thing up himself. I mean, they are kind of real areas, but he just took kind of creepy places where they, he said they used to go hunting all the time and just made up a hmm. weird story and a ghost story. Well, Charlie Daniel's so good at telling stories musically, oh, yeah. you know, and... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I, cause and good this, with a riff too. I mean, he always has yes. really good. Yeah, we have an affinity for a Charlie Daniels band on this. Like, well, he, he's shown up on multiple well, lists. I, I'm going to tell you though. I mean, the guy's good. I mean, yeah, just yeah. you know, I think I don't think he he will get the credit for being the musician that he is. But obviously, he's a very good fiddle player. I mean, we mm-hmm. see that with Devil Went Down to Georgia. But I'm going to tell you what that cat can play a guitar. Guitar for sure. Yeah. I mean, he. He's dead now. He's not so good at the guitar anymore. But, I mean, he was really good. He was re- Yeah, too soon. Too soon. Hey. Fly high, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> good why, pick. Well, good hey, pick. Yeah, why did you look at me funny? Because I said why did why, I, why did I look at you Because I said white trash. <clears throat> I ain't white trash, first class, but I ain't white trash. But back back to your original, back to your original, you know, segue into this song. I was shocked that this was not on so- songs about ghosts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The I mean, whole song. Yeah. I mean, it's in the first verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then comes back to it. You know that that's the whole point of the song. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I mean. And it's not like this wasn't. A relatively famous song, no, and it, it is it is the title track hit. on the album. The album is Legend of Wool. I have this album. <laughs> it's I the title know. track of of the album. I don't know. So I mean, I I'm, don't know. But that I was mean, the I, first I, thing I thought of, and I was too. rock yeah. I mean, solid on it. I mean, so. I feel like there this is this is a big blind spot mm-hmm. for everybody making ghost lists out there. Well, come to find out, there's not a whole lot of people making ghost lists out there. You would think that there would be a lot yeah, no. of spooky songs. And, you know, we did the Spooky Songs podcast mm-hmm. last year. But come to find out, I guess most of those songs were not necessarily about ghosts and hauntings. They were more about just... Yeah, disturbing may, things or just, scary. Yeah, they yeah. may have had... I mean, there were a lot of... Macabre stuff. Yeah. 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 Or even like religious elements, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, not a lot of ghost songs. But anyway, this was my, I I didn't even have to sit and think about this one. I based the rest of my list off of this one, number one. And by the way, that would be season one, episode 11, if you want to go back and, and listen to that episode. Um, it was our scariest songs, mm-hmm. and I still scariest have <laughs> I still have people texting me, going, you know, I'm I listened to the scary episode and I, I can't sleep or I can't yeah. finish it. Or... Uh, yeah, <laughs> just kind of recently I had well, somebody I, tell me that too. It's one where I almost wish we had video because the look on Best Face <laughs> when I sh- when when she was listening to Stairway Backwards. Yeah, because I was incredulous. And she didn't believe it. Yeah. But then when you see, I'm, I'm tearing up again. But when she was reading, <laughs> when she was reading the written lyrics, she was like, okay, I got to stop. And she actually took her headphones off. Yeah, I was, I I was would, done I with that. I didn't listen yeah. at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I tear up. I'm not. That's I, just I, what you do when you get we creeped out. We always do that when yeah. you get creeped out. 
It's wild, but yeah, true story. True story. Yeah. That, that that was a really good episode. Y'all need to go back and listen to that one. <laughs> I agree. Anyway. My, I agree with myself. I'm, <laughs> I know, I'm like, what do you think, Ben? I think that's <laughs> that's brilliant, Ben. Okay. Way to go, me. <laughs> Let's hear it for me. <laughs> Yay, me. Yeah. Okay, Beth, your pick. Okay, so my first pick is Midnight in Montgomery by Alan Jackson. Mm. Did he say a nudie suit? Yeah. Yes. You know what a nudie suit is. I can is. tell you what a nudie suit is. What is it? Oh, we'll talk we'll about, about it. it. Yeah. So, and to answer your question, a nudie suit is like those real elaborately... The like the Porter Wagner yeah suits yeah the ones that you see that they're they've got all that embroidery on it and, and stuff yeah. yeah now in order for it to be a real nudie suit it had to be made by a man named Nudie Cone C O H N okay and uh, yeah and he made them for all the top country stars okay. mm-hmm. in the fifties sixties era I've never heard of that yeah so they didn't. When you went to Nashville yes. and you did the Country Music Hall of Fame, yes. there's a there's a spot at the bottom that has tons of nudie suits that's just like... Uh, yeah? There's a whole exhibit about them. Okay. I yeah. must not have just read very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. But I will I say, if you don't know what a nudie suit yeah, is... Yeah, that would yeah. sound... Like, like, did he say nudie suit? And nudie you're suit. saying there's a ghost in a nudie suit. You're like, is that like your birthday suit? He took he took his sheet off. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were super butthurt that you did not. So yes, full disclosure, this was my number one pick. <laughs> oh yeah, it's I, a great. Song. It's a great song because every every everyone at this table knows. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. one, that Alan Jackson was my guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I was growing up in the nineties um, and into college in the two thousands, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was a. Uh, this was my number one pick. Oh, good. It's a good song. Um, it hit number three on the Billboard Hot Country charts. It's about Hank Williams. So it's a singer. The story is it's a singer headed to Mobile for a New Year's Eve show. And he makes a stop in Montgomery to visit a grave. And he encounters the ghost of Hank Williams, who he's, you know, is like, well, thank you for caring. You know, the ghost is like, I'm, you know, thank you for basically remembering me. Thank you for, for being here. Um, and at the very end of the song, he's like, Hank's always singing there. So he's, he's visited by Hank Williams at that, that stop he makes. Uh, one video of the year in 92, this is another, we talk about videos sometimes, it's a great video. Mm-hmm. Really creepy. The, I like the music is creepy. It's a de- you know, we have a ghost <laughs> yep. who shows up to visit him. Um, and it's Alan Jackson. <clears throat> you can't, you can't not love Alan. And now I'm not a... <clears throat> a movie expert by any means, but I, if I were to categorize the video, I would say, help me out. Film noir. Film noir. I think yes. I think. Well, I think that would, would be an accurate so. description. Yep. And it's French, so I, I noir. That's that, that's correct. Noir. Noir. <laughs> no, 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 noir. Film noir. <laughs> film noir. <laughs> I think it's film noir. <laughs> yeah. Noir. <laughs> 
No ear. Yeah. yeah. That's that's Van Gogh. So um <laughs> womp, womp, womp. We're smart. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's my pick, my first pick. I think that's a solid choice. A in, in fact, and I love, love, love ghost songs about Hank Williams. And that's why my pick is <laughs> The Ride. Okay. <laughs> By David Allen Coe. Our favorite. Guitar on my back. When a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac, he was dressed like 1950s, half drunk and hollow eyed. He said, It's a long walk to Nashville. Would you like a ride, son? What year did this come out? 81. 83. Mr. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, I love this song, man. I, I, I almost started singing it. So, many folks don't. <laughs> I almost started, almost cut in, man. Started me singing some DAC, baby. Now, many folks who aren't country fans and many people who are don't realize how big of a hit this actually was. This went to number four on the country charts. Um, it spent 14 weeks on the charts. a long time. Um and David Allen Cole, he's a prolific songwriter, but he didn't write this one. One of the co-writers said about the song that there's a, a mysterious magic connected to this song that spells cold chills, leading me to believe it was meant to be and that David Allen Cole was meant to record it. Um, musically, it's, it's well done. I mean, it's unabashedly country. The twang, mm-hmm. the swang. You know, there's that outlaw. <laughs> in the swing. That's right. There's that. There's that outlaw country, but yeah, they yeah. they're able to to use just a little bit of, you know, just a couple of minor key influences here and there, to make, give it kind of that spooky feel, and then there's almost a, a I want to say a plot twist because if you're not really paying attention, you don't know what's going on. There's some clues. Throughout the first couple of verses, he's picked up by a guy in an antique Cadillac. We don't know who it is. He's drifting in 1950s. He's he's half drunk. Um, the songs coming out of the radio are, the, are those old songs, and they're solid country gold. And then he's ghost white pale. So then at the, as we get to the end of the song, the driver won't go into Nashville. He's thumbing from Montgomery to Nashville, the, the rider is. So the driver won't go into Nashville, and he starts, uh, he gets sad, and he starts weeping, and he won't go into Nashville, and he says, I'm not going in. Mm -hmm. And he says, this is where you got to get off. And so the guy gets out of the car, and he said, said, uh, listen, mister, many thanks. And that's when the driver says, you don't have to call me mister, mister. The whole world calls me Hank. (laughs) <laughs> and that's when you yeah. say, oh, it's the ghost of Hank Williams. Yeah. And uh, so this is uh, this is absolutely one of my favorite DAC songs. I, um, 
there are a lot of DAC songs no, you can't play. Can't play on this podcast. But uh, and but there there are surprisingly a lot that you can. I mean, he yeah. was pretty diverse with you know his subject matter. But um, this is uh, this is <laughs> this may be my favorite. That's a strong. <laughs> but this is this is probably my favorite my favorite David Allen Coe song and uh um a ghost about Hank Williams is or a song about the ghost of Hank Williams is probably going to be pretty good and I think this one uh thanks to Mark Self for the sonic rhyme yeah. because yeah. that's all the noise you're hearing right now. Excuse me. You cannot tell me that Alan Jackson was not influenced heavily by that song. There seems to be... Well, yeah, I mean, here's the... These aren't the only two songs about the ghost of Hank Williams. Right. And I think, again... Now, now you all are pretty well versed in the history of, of country music, and so you guys know the influence that Hank Williams had. Sure. I don't know that any one individual had more influence over their genre of music that Hank Williams had over country. Like, I don't, I don't think we can say that about Buddy Holly. No. I don't think we can say that about <laughs> Chuck Berry. And those are two of the most influential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we can say that about Elvis. I don't think that they had the influence over rock and roll the way that Hank Williams did over country. I mean, Hank Williams changed. People weren't twanging like Hank Williams until Hank Williams. You know, he completely changed the way country music sounded and the way that they wrote country music songs. You know, he was the one that basically said heartbreak and beer is going to be the foundation <laughs> of this genre. Yeah. And, and they're going to try to sing like me. And he is the gold standard. He is the gold standard. He's not the best singer. Right. I would say George Jones is probably the, the mm. best singer. If I, if I was, it's you were tough. putting it on me. It's hard. But the, He's the gold standard for like he's when you when you start mentioning the Mount Rushmore of country music, he's the one non-negotiable. Everybody else, and maybe Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. but but the one absolute non-negotiable is Hank Williams Sr. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what Hank Jr. Like, I wonder what he feels like when he hears these songs. He he did a cover of this. Did he? That huh. gives me chill bumps. I mean, like that's got to be hard. And he, yeah. but and he, but also, you know, and he mentions his that, dad a lot in a lot of his. He songs. does. Mm-hmm. He yeah. does. I mean, the people, the fact that people revere your father so much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so. Sad. And, and one of my one of my favorite country songs, which one of my favorite songs is the conversation, yeah. and we've actually yeah. played that before on this podcast, I think. Between yeah. and, and it's all about the life of Hank Williams, yeah. basically, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and in fact, at the end of this song, <laughs> David Alco, he never n- minds name dropping himself with everybody else, <laughs> no, right? And so, you know, he's going through, and and at the end uh, on, of one of the versions, um, there's two versions. There's one that's kind of like a long play, and there's one that was, I guess, for radio, the radio or whatever, but. The one that's playing on on Sirius XM right now has a little tag on the end that's not on the album, so I don't know. I mean, that doesn't make sense. But it it's basically Hank Williams has one more deal at the end, and he said he's basically I don't I don't want to say this is exactly what he says, but he's like you know there's there's a lot of competition in Nashville these days. You've got 
Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings and David Allen Coe. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) okay, okay. Now, Waylon and Willie at this time were like two of the biggest names, Mm -hmm. you know. And you can just kind of slide your name in there like you're one of these. (laughs) But but then he also said, you even got my son. (laughs) Because nobody really was hotter in country music in 83 probably than Hank Jr. I mean, he was winning Entertainer of the Year like every year. In the eighties, the crazy thing about about Nashville, and that's my—I mean, as far as American cities that I've ever been to, Nashville is my favorite place in the country. I I love it. I love to go. I love to walk down Broadway. I love you know. But there is a such a sense of history, and especially when mm-hmm. you walk into the Ryman mm-hmm. or any of these clubs that are all the way up and down Broadway, and you think of these absolute legends that were standing right there playing. It is a, it's not a spooky place, but, and like I say, I don't believe in ghosts, but it, the history is not lost on you at all when you're in Nashville. And when you think of the the people that they've enshrined, and when I say enshrined, I mean like there are statues of people all over Nashville. Sometimes it's not people that you would think. Like, there's not a lot of statues of Hank Williams because Hank Williams in Nashville did not get along. He got kicked out of the Opry, (laughs) and he just didn't jive with Nashville. But Loretta Lynn is all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are statues of Loretta, and Johnny Cash is everywhere. Dolly's everywhere. Dolly's everywhere. You know, and then they, they also in Nashville, the one thing I noticed when I visited Nashville is how much they respect the songwriters mm-hmm. that we may not they may not sing the song mm-hmm. but they respect the the craft of, of writing a song in Nashville probably more than you see in in what I would consider rock and roll towns like Detroit or Cleveland mm-hmm. you know but the country music hall of fame the experience of going through it is I would recommend to Anybody, even if you're not a country music fan, it is a extremely well done experience and exhibit. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. And so now you get to go again. We the first round was three country songs. Oh, it was Charlie Daniels, Alan Jackson, David Allen Coe. Second round ain't gonna be. No, it's not. <laughs> because I get the first pick, and we're gonna go with. Haunted Evanescence. Oh, oh, such a good song. This is creepy as heck, by the way. Yeah, it is. So good. Uh, yeah. Those octaves. Mm-hmm. So, just a lot of stuff going on there. First of all, I mean, if you take take the vocals out, and the beginning of that's pretty creepy on its own. And I don't know what they were doing with her voice, but it almost kind of had like this okay. electronic a poltergeist mm-hmm. feel to yeah. it, you know, and um, like electronic 
kind of coming in and out, almost like the EVPs that ghost hunters, you know, kind of mm-hmm. use and stuff like that. Um, and then, but man, her vocals are just incredible. Um, it, I mean, almost like, you know, you get goosebumps and the hair on, on the back of your neck starts to stand up. And and then then there's the freaking lyrics are yeah. creepy as heck, too. Best I can tell, it's about a little girl that is trapped in a mansion and being haunted by some kind of old man male spirit thing. And she gets older because then she becomes a woman like in in the later verses and she's still in the mansion. So it's kind of like, that's unnerving also. Um, So it fits the bill. I do want to talk a little bit about Evanescence though because we have talked many times about about the Foo Fighters kind of carrying the banner for rock and roll. I think it's a shame that Evanescence did not last longer than they did. Yeah. Because I felt mm-hmm. like they could have done it. Because, like, you know, the Foo Fighters, they still kind of had that alternative grunge makeup in the band, and it kind of came, you know, it was part of who they were. I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've mentioned the Red Hot Chili Peppers as being a band that kind of – but. They're infused with hip hop and mm-hmm. all, you know, alternative and grunge. And I mean, like to say they're a rock and roll band would be simplifying, I think, a little bit what Foo Fighters and Red Hot Chili Peppers. But Evanescence is a metal band. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, they're just out there rocking their butts off. And I mean, Amy Lee's a freaking dynamo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think some of their stuff was just. Not radio friendly enough. So I mean, some of their hits, of course, are. Right. Yeah. But I think some of their stuff is just so complex and, yep, orchestral. You know, it just gets. I think it gets a little too cerebral sometimes for. You know, Dave Grohl can write the four minute rock song. So it's kind of like with, the, they've kind of got the Iron Maiden thing going on. <laughs> I mean, sort of. <laughs> They are very and they are very, very dark. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Very I dark. mean, you know, I mean, it, I would, I would even say, if you were to call it goth metal, it would not be out of line. No, necessarily. Which, you know, that's not. Let's say since the early two thousands, that has not been the style that gets played popularly. Right. Like it's yeah. not that's pushed true. top forty. Yeah. Like that. That scene is still there. There are still a lot of bands making music in this vein. It's just not super popular. And and I'm not... It's not my favorite go-to genre, so I don't know a lot about the current mm-hmm. goth metal bands out there, but... I mean, I wonder, are they as good? Because, I mean, this band was good. I mean, Evanescence was... I mean, right. they were, which is I think why legit. why you saw some top forty crossover where they probably wouldn't. There weren't a lot of bands like this that were popular at this time. Right. They were kind of unique because I think her vocals and they had songs that just they had good mm-hmm. hooks. But a lot of their songs, like if you listen to the rest of that that album that this is on, they're not all quite so listener-friendly, you know? Yeah, and I think people didn't know what to do with them sometimes Mm -hmm. because they got pegged 
as a Christian band early on. And then they had the whole thing of like, we're not a Christian band. Like, you know, and so I I think they just got mislabeled Mm -hmm. and a lot of people just didn't know what to do with them. And then they fought. Yeah, there were some personality issues. So, you know, I think that's a band band killer. And so like my wife had this album. And and so we listened to it. This was maybe her favorite album during that time period. And so, you know, I'm just looking at the some of these. I remember like Tourniquet. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean that Tourniquet is, is my immortal. Mm-hmm. And that was a big yeah. That bring was a big me hit. to life. I mean, I some mm-hmm. of these. My songs favorite song just, on that is Hello. Oh, I like that. I like Nobody's Fool. Yep. Or Everybody's Fool. Which one? Is, somebody's Fool. Everybody's full. Nobody's full is Cinderella. Every, every, everybody's everybody's full, yeah. full. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like nobody's full. Cinderella. Going under yeah. is on that one. Great yeah. song. And like as a you know as a girl singer, uh-huh. if you're on a road trip and you're gonna try to sing along with the Evanescence album, you ain't gonna. You're probably not gonna make it all the way through without your voice giving out on well, you. You're gonna pass out behind the wheel. I don't even think Amy Lee can sing that whole album straight through. But I don't know. She's very. She's good. very good. And and like. She does, what is it? Is it break in that she does with Lizzie Hale? Oh, oh man, what a duo! It's so good. And Arkansas folks, yes, that's true. Natural state connection, that's right. It's a good so it's, it's interesting for a band of that style to come out of this area, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's not for sure the norm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, big fan of Evanescence. Good pick, good pick. Thanks. Um, so my next pick is one where I went a little metaphorical. It's Ghost in This House by Alison Krauss. Okay. This was originally recorded by Shenandoah in 1990s, the cover that she released in 1999. And it's about a person becoming a shell of themselves, um, being heartbroken. Um, so I don't pick up the mail. I don't pick up the phone. Basically, I just exist here, which is very sad. And it sounds like the beginning, you seem that they're alone. But then in the second verse... She says, there's another ghost here. He sits in your chair. He shines with your light. And he, here's it right here. So you see that the other person is still there, but like 
it's just, it goes deeper into that sadness mm-hmm. because like it's not even that they're broken up they're still both there and they there's no love there's no passion it's empty and they're just going through the motions as two people who just live in the same place and her voice is haunting it is haunting that's the and best I, word for it and on a song like this it's you know so it's not technically about a ghost but this person is no longer themselves they have no life there's no light or like there's really no good way to to put it there's just there's an emptiness and you can she delivers that vocally but um or I mean, you could you what could if, interpret it. What if it's a Sixth Sense kind of scenario? <laughs> you Spoiler could. alert: If you watch Sixth Sense, he's dead the whole time. I see dead oh, so yeah, they're both ghosts. That's what it's totally a ghost song. <laughs> they're both dead, <laughs> and they're haunting this home that nobody like else. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert: They're dead Shanta. too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, That's my second pick. That- I wonder if she could ever sing like an upbeat, make you feel good song. I mean, she, well, that stuff she does with Robert Plant, <laughs> even that it's, it's kind of weird though. Yeah, it's an interesting combination. Those two. Okay, so I this is not a country song at all. <laughs> it's a straight up show <clears throat> tune. Oh, oh, yes. Even in the title, it is. Phantom of the Opera by you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay, I don't feel so bad then. For- Why? Well, because he's alive. But he's... He's not really a phantom. You've seen the show. <laughs> he does weird <laughs> stuff, though. <laughs> I don't know if he's not... Or, I've, yeah, I have seen the show. Yeah, he's not dead. He's Is alive. He? Is he he's not alive. a phantom? Metaphorically, he, well, he flat out alive disappears human. at the end of the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was originally recorded by Sarah Brightman, who was married to Andrew Lloyd Webber and Steve Harley. Um, in 1986, it became a hit single prior to the musical. They used the single to promote the musical. Um. So it was a top ten hit in the UK. Where are the I don't know what happened. There's no no vocals. Release I'll as do it. So fun. I mean, I, I got do you. it, but I got you, Boo. Christine. That's a different song. Christine. <laughs> what the heck? What are you playing the it's whole the instru- freaking overture? It's the instrumental, happening? I think. Anyway, it's okay. The but link t- that I got, I don't think is the I right I just gave one. you the title and timestamp. Allow me to retort. <laughs> There's 7,500 different yeah, versions true. of those. Well, if there were vocals on it. Vocals. Ermager. Search Gert Verkles. <laughs> okay. Well, if there were vocals on it, you would hear that. Sarah Brightman's highest note is, is an E6 at the end it's of It's insane. This. Insanity. That's that's a a whole third above high C. And she and she just keeps climbing at the end. It's crazy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it really was the whole overture that we're playing. 
Andrew Lloyd Webber. Just, and we just hear it for that man. He wanted the song to have a rock and roll sound, and the producer added this electro beat and then these heavy metal guitars. There's some heavy distortion on these guitars. Mm -hmm. Sarah Brotman is kind of the gold standard as far as the role of Christine. I mean, yeah, she's he wrote it for her. She's not my favorite Christine. Mm. But I don't really, I mean, my favorite one is uh, Sierra. What? Where, where'd she go? <laughs> I don't. But um, Sierra something. But anyway, the the performance at the Royal Albert Hall for mm-hmm. the 25th anniversary. Yeah, I think that's Antonio Banderas. Really? Yeah. He he was in the movie version. So the it, first movie version, I guess. Yeah, Emmy Rossum and Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler surprisingly did a pretty good job. Yeah. Patrick Wilson tore it up as Raul. Yes, he did. Can you go to the end? Like, we're spending a lot of time, but I want you to hear this E6. Okay, so she just keeps climbing. Ah, yes. In the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going to go up again. Yep. Here she goes. Mm-hmm. Right here. I mean, you've got everything. It's got rock guitars. It's got show tunes. It's got crazy high notes. Antonio Bandera. And the, how do you say? Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Show. show. <laughs> you have, you have everything but a ghost. <laughs> no. I, no. I, have you seen? Have you seen the show? Yes, I've seen the show tens of times. Hmm. Tens okay. of times. So, <laughs> well, I can't say hundreds okay. of times. So but. I have not seen it tens of times, but I have probably seen it twice. Um, remind me, do people think that he's a ghost? Do they yes, think that it's they haunted? Think the opera think ghost. The that's opera, what they that's call where him. He signs his he signs his notes. The opera ghost. So people think it's a ghost. Like in but, in the show, not the people in the audience, but the people in the show. Yeah. On stage, on the characters. stage, yes. and they think that it that there is an actual ghost. They think there is an opera ghost. Yes. Okay. But okay, so there's there is I guess that qualifies. there is uh, there are differing opinions on. Some people think he is an artistic genius who has been forced into hiding by his past crimes and his disfigured appearance. Some yes. believe that he really is a ghost, not a living, grotesque human being, as in the book. He died in the theater some years before. I would have to see textual evidence, but... I mean, at the end, like, you know, he he's in the he's in the seat, and they pull the... He has the cape over him, and then the cape just falls. He's not yeah. in the seat anymore. Yeah, but... So... Anyway. Anyway, but for... Most of the thing, he's called the Opera Ghost. And the title is The Phantom of the Opera. Well, you could call me Heidi Klum, but that doesn't mean a thing. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you call me? (laughs) 
You it's, get another pick. It's probably not going to make it. It's a good song. Though. Five anyway, I enjoyed but, the song. Very okay. <laughs> Beth did not disagree. Heather said, it's probably not going to make the list. But said, yeah, but it's a good song. A good <laughs> but this. But this you're probably right. Last pick is <laughs> definitely All right. a ghost song. It's even got it in the title again. It is. So did Ghost in this house. It didn't really happen. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> no, but this is really a ghost song. But it's, at least at least it's not a country song. Well, this one is. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Ghost Riders in the Sky. Yeah. Oh, I by saw Johnny Cash. Yes. They are. I guess that's true. Okay, so this is a folk tale of a cowboy. It's written in actually 1948 uh, by Stan Jones. Um, cowboy has a vision of red-eyed, steel-hoofed cattle being chased by spirits of damned cowboys. And one of them warns him that if he doesn't change his way, that he's going to be doomed to join them forever trying to catch the devil's herd across the endless skies. Um, he was told this story, according to the internet by a native american when he was 12 and it's based mm. and um it's based on the melody and i never i can't believe i never thought of this but it's based on the melody of when johnny comes marching home oh yep i can hear it you know um so literally there are hundreds of covers <laughs> of this song uh, Vaughn Moore reached number one with it. Uh, the Outlaw. Now, some of these are strange. The Outlaws. Um, Bing Crosby. Okay, I'm gonna have to go listen. Uh huh. Burl Ives. No. So when, when what is when, when? Okay. So when when Bing and Burl Ives did it, were the horses wearing jingle bells? Right. I know, I'm like, right. I know. Um, Marty mm. Robbins did one, which well, no, I bet that's pretty is good. It's probably amazing because that this is right up Marty Robbins' alley. Of course, <laughs> I did not think you were gonna say. <laughs> 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 I was like, where is he going with this one? Um, okay, the E, the E. <laughs> um, it's E for ew. Okay, Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence Welk and his orchestra did an instrumental. In 1961, which I'm glad that they chose to just keep it instrumental so we didn't have another one toke over the line situation. Oh, man. So funny. Which is still my favorite Lawrence Welk moment. Um, <laughs> the Johnny Cash version that you just heard from 1979 charted for 16 weeks and it peaked at number two. So it, it is absolutely, I mean, it's 
it's a ghost story. He sees ghost riders in the sky. And <laughs> there's a you know morality tale yeah. to it somewhat. Right. You know if you don't if you don't change your ways, you're going to be joining us. I guess I never really listened closely to the narrative of it, and I think because of the imagery, uh-huh. I automatically associated Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Oh, and I was yeah. like, that's not really ghosts, but I had not clearly listened to all the verses. So yeah, I did a um, when I used to teach music appreciation, especially for um, middle schoolers, really liked this song, and. Um, we would talk about story songs and stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I would have them listen to the song, and then they would write about what had happened to the cowboy before, mm-hmm. and then write an ending, not verses. Yeah. They didn't have to do it in verse, but they would kind of fill out the whole story arc. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see what they would, what they'd come up with. Kids would come up with some interesting. They did interesting stuff. They did, and they really liked. This song, the mm-hmm. imagery was strong enough, w- well written enough that they were like, "Whoa, yeah, that's creepy." Cute. That's my third pick. Okay, my third pick is for it's finally not a country song. Um, it's "Dead Man's Party" by Oingo Boingo. Um, but so it is just fun. You know, you got Danny Elfman. He is the spooky music king. He is. Uh, You know, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oingo Boingo has... I forget that he was Mm -hmm. They have some really good Halloween-type songs. There's this one. There's something else that I have on my Halloween playlist that that I really like. And then uh, he did the music for... There it is. um, For the latest... Doctor Strange, mm. which was great. So eighties. <laughs> I love these songs. Probably one of the musically probably a standalone <laughs> on <laughs> on what we're gonna draft. Depending, I don't, I can't see Ben's third pick being similar in any way to this. So it's kind of more in that pop vein, yeah. electronic. Um, yeah. So Dan, I submit to you, Boingo Boingo. <laughs> ben, your third pick. Yeah, mine's a little different. Um, <laughs> So in 2000, the year in the year 2000, <laughs> there was an album called Brave New World, and the band <laughs> was Iron Maiden. Oh my gosh! And the song "Ghost of the Navigator."
and the man, Bruce Dickinson. One of the greatest front men in all agreement in this podcast. No. (laughs) No. It is a good song, though. I would dare say it's got the best guitar solo of all the songs that we have uh, put in to play today. <laughs> yeah, it's really Now, weird. there are a couple of different metaphorical possibilities here. One is that, <clears throat> or there's a couple of different interpretations of the song. One is, is that it's the a true ghost of an old navigator that is giving him advice. One is is that the ghost is actually metaphorical for all the things that he wants to do, I guess, or the things that he can do. Um, so there's a couple of different ways to look at the song, but because you guys know I like to include Bruce Dickinson into our podcast as much as possible, <laughs> I am electing to take it literal, that it's a real literal <laughs> yeah. ghost of the navigator. Um and I will say, I don't expect this to make the top five. It was, not in, it was, in fact, not even in my top five. But you guys kept picking my songs. <laughs> but from a musician, I will say, from a musicianship standpoint, as far as playing the guitars, the mixing, the vocals, all of that stuff, it's probably the most impressive one that we've selected today. Now, is it going to be the one that, ooh, y'all are giving me some sideways glances, but <laughs> see, your your attitudes towards Iron Maiden are exactly why they're not in the hall. Yeah, which is we're the reason they're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had it's no, no I mean, idea like, I had that much power. I know. No, but you're. I feel like I should you're, be richer. I, why do y'all look down on Iron Maiden? I don't, I don't look, look down, down on, on Iron Maiden. Maiden. <gasps> Stop! You better quit it. <laughs> That's so weird. We've been doing that for weeks. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two episodes in a row. Yeah. I don't look down on Iron Maiden. Um, in fact, I was just admiring his uh, delivery when we were listening just now. Yeah. Um, I just don't, your claim was dubious. Okay. So uh, let's, like I said, I don't anticipate it going to the top five. I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue for it to be too much into the top five, but I mean, just say that it's like, okay. I would say that they're that like musically and vocally and whatnot. It's the most impressive. Let's don't compare it to Weber. (laughs) Okay. I mean, let's, (laughs) well, I mean, let's leave Andrew Lloyd Weber out of this conversation for a minute, but. I mean, I mean it's apples and oranges yeah. when you're comparing With them to everything, the, really. Yeah. But so when, it's just hard to say that's more impressive. But when you're making fruit salads, you've got apples and oranges, <laughs> and they're both good, and they both have their place in the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> but some of them you eat first because you like it better, 
and some of them get left at the bottom. Like the, maybe they're the blueberries that people the raisins. Eat. The raisins. You don't put raisins in a fruit salad. Some people do. Some people white do. people. Why do white? <laughs> you. Put... <laughs> And you can't even argue with it. No, I mean, why know. do white people do that? Can we say, why do we put raisins in stuff? Stop doing that. It is a fruit. Yeah, but you should just a put the real fruit. Put the fruit. grape in there. Put a grape in the fruit salad. You can put both in there. No. Ooh. Anyway. People put raisins in toast. That's in bread. That's in baking. It's a little bit different, but like in a... <laughs> anyway, that's beside the point. Bird walking a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so what songs did y'all put on your list that didn't get picked? <laughs> All right, well, y'all drafted most of them. Um, like I said, I got down to number six, and then I had... This is a fun little song, actually. The Ghost of a Texas Ladies Man by Concrete Blonde. That's a, okay. that's a that's jazz... A fun, that's a fun little song. That's a jazzy little tune. It's a little jammy jam? Um... I also had Lucretia by Megadeth. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> like I said, Ghostbusters, because I was running out of songs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had, okay, this is one that I will freely admit, questionable, thriller. Yeah, you know, but anyway, I, I didn't think it was going to get nominated. Uh, Ghost of Floyd Collins by Blackstone Cherry. Excellent song. Uh... Had Midnight Montgomery, Watching You Without Me by Kate Bush. And when we were little, I don't know if Mimi read to you The Highwaymen Mm -hmm. out of those books. And it was about a revolutionary revolutionary war soldier. And he was seeing um, the landlord's black-eyed daughter. She worked and she was going to warn, she warned him by shooting herself in the chest that um, yeah, that was a freaky poem. It was a freaky poem. <laughs> and uh, Lorena McKinnett actually did a song of that poem. Yeah. And so, um, just for sentimental <laughs> words. Sentimental. <laughs> sentimental. Yeah, sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so that's what I had. Okay. I had Misguided Ghosts by Paramore, which was my I other. I knew that was going to be on your list. My other kind of, uh, it was kind of a stretch. Um, Long Black Veil, the John Anderson version, Johnny okay. Cash did a version as well, but I like the John Anderson version. Um, and Ghost of Tom Joad, the Rage yep. Against the Machine version. Okay. I think it's not the Springsteen version. No, I care for the, the Rage version much, yeah. much more. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so we have, we have nine selections. What 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 are they again? Oh, Lord. Okay, Ben has chosen <laughs> the Ride the Ghost by David Allen Coe, Haunted by Evanescence, and Ghost of the Navigator by Iron Maiden. That is a very diverse. That is eclectic. List. <laughs> Heather chose wow. the Legend of the Woolly Swamp by Charlie Daniels Band, Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> Ghost Riders in the Sky by Johnny Cash. Not again, as diverse. Well, so know. we have nine well, selections. Dang boy, can I say mine? <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have six selections And then Beth also picks some uh, I have Midnight in Montgomery by Alan Jackson Ghost in This House by Alison Krauss And Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo Now So now we have nine songs <laughs> And we have to go from nine songs To five <gasps> Working nine to five So if my list is any indication There's 
quite a bit of crossover at the top, so it may be easy to move some over. It may be easier to move some over than it is to cut. Maybe. For example, my number one pick was Midnight in Montgomery, and that got selected in the first round by Beth. Heather, where did you have did you did you have Midnight mm-hmm. in Montgomery? I had seven. So there's a really good chance because it was on two it was two number ones. There's a really good chance it'll get moved over. Legend of Woolly Swamp is another one that has a very good high likelihood of getting moved over. It was my number three. Heather, it was your number one overall. It was actually my number one. I just didn't get to draft it first. Okay, so I, that one's almost definitely going over because it was one, one, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Ghost Riders in the Sky fifth. Heather, you drafted that one. Where was it on your list? Because uh, I don't, I, I got all messed up because it was either three or four. Did you have Ghost Riders on yours, Beth? At eight. At eight. There's a good chance that one will go over, maybe. Yeah. Um, I had Haunted second. You had? Well, did you have Haunted on your list? I had it at six. There's gonna be a there's a there's a lot of crossover at the top, which mm-hmm. you know may make this pretty easy. Yeah. For the most part. Um, How many is that? I, I was probably the only one that had the ride, if I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we did all the ones we just talked about, if we put those over Haunted, Ghost Riders in the Sky, Midnight in Montgomery, that leaves us with one spot left. Okay, so how would you feel about if we eliminated the songs that we felt like weren't really about ghosts? Yeah, that's okay. fair. So that would be my second pick, Ghost in This House, Phantom, Phantom of the Opera. Questionable. Yeah. Okay. Ben, did you have another Iron Maiden song? You literally said, I'm going to choose the interpretation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that allows it to be a ghost song. Because I knew this question would be asked. <laughs> but it's not going to make it anyway. Y- right. Y'all are, y'all are so not going to vote that in. That makes that a little easier. So um, how many songs are left as possibilities? Well, including the ones that we all had on our list or aside from those? Well, because there were, there were some that we all had on our list, and all of the ones that we had on our list, at least two of us had pretty high, I think. Do, so do we, those are... So if we move those over, okay. let's say we did, that would leave us with one spot remaining, mm-hmm. right? So what are, the, what are the songs that are left of the... You know, if, if we move those over and we cut... The the ones that we don't think were really about ghosts and the Iron Maiden song. Where does that that leaves us with Dead Man's Party? Um, Dead Man's Party and the Ride. Oh, oh boy. <clears throat> <laughs> so Heather, that they're so <laughs> different. They are so different. No pressure. I know. Well, so what are the four, just to, to remind myself, what, what, we've what, got. what are the four that we've decided are more more than likely they're not going to get moved over here? I think we've pretty much decided that we're going to move them over, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because then the other ones were just not ghost songs. And then we'd already moved over Legend of the Woolly Swamp. 
Uh-huh. Then we had crossover for all three of us on those three songs. And then after we removed the Not Ghost songs, it's just Dead Man's Party and The Ride left. Okay, for so, that last so what spot. are the four we've moved over then? Legend of the Woolly Swamp, Haunted, Ghost Riders in the Sky, and Midnight in Montgomery. Okay. And it's me? So it's Basically, well, I mean, because I mean, one's Ben's pick and one's mine. Because obviously I would select The Ride and, and she would select Dead yeah. Man's Party. Yeah. Okay. I think they're both very good songs. They're very different songs. <laughs> this is the political yeah. answer. And I think I think we already have one Hank Williams ghost song on the list. And so and I think it's That's gonna be the, the And I think that's the superior Hank Williams ghost song on Midnight? the list. Yeah. Midnight Montgomery? Yeah. Uh, Midnight Montgomery was my number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pick so, so that one go boy go boy. <laughs> Let, let's, so let's pretend for it's a moment. It's the way you say <laughs> Like you're... I'm sorry. Let's pre- just, did I have to say Oingo Boingo? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just... Let's pretend for a moment that Midnight Montgomery had never been written. <laughs> Okay. And you had to select between the ride and Oingo Boingo just on their merits. <sighs> there, that's really apples and oranges. I mean, one is an '80s pop song, but that's the stick. That's what we do. And one of them <laughs> is a country story ballad. Yeah. And I don't know. It would depend on. The day, but the fact is that there is a <laughs> Hank Williams ghost song on the list that I think is. I don't appreciate you dodging the question. I'm not dodging the question. You are dodging the question. The question is: No, if I there already were, made if there the decision. Was, if, I just have to keep justifying. If there, if, if, there, write it down. If, if there was no Midnight of Montgomery, that would be a much more difficult decision. Yes, and so I'm asking you to pretend to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's. Okay, All right. Right. if Midnight in Montgomery had never been written, uh-huh. then I would choose the ride. But the fact is that Midnight so, in Montgomery has. I been understand, written. but but so now we're taking the song off simply because we already have a Hank Williams song. Well, and the list is also one, two, three country songs uh-huh. already in our top sure. five. Sure. But at some point when we start saying, well, we're not going to choose this song because we're not going to choose this song because then we're not really picking the best five songs. Well, I think since we have two songs about the exact same subject matter that we don't need two of them in the top five. Alan Jackson's got his own bus. He's not hitchhiking. (laughs) (laughs) But just for the record, okay, because, I mean, I, I, I don't have the vote to change it, but just so the audience at home is listening, mm-hmm. Heather told us that the ride is better than the song that she's putting in. And that's really all there is to it. I mean, that's, that's what she said. <laughs> she said, if there was no Midnight in Montgomery, the ride would be in. But there is. I understand. <laughs> but the, 
the topic was not the go songs. Parameters are there can only be one song about um, any one individual. No, those are parameters that I made for myself. Right. I don't. I don't think we need two of the same song on the list. Well, they're all about ghosts. You know, the last one but was two all of them were about Hank Williams Jr. ghosts. Nope, Hank Williams Senior. Ghosts. Senior ghosts. Yeah. Okay, but just so people know. Okay, just so they know. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast plurality believes that the ride is a better song, but we're going to not put it in the top five. Well, so, we've okay, done that so before. Now, we've we've put things in the top five for the sake of diversity a more diverse list. Yeah, but it doesn't benefit me this time. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So for the people at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now we've got to rank these things. So I just top really five. like the ride. It's one I know. It's a songs. great it's a good song. It's a great song. Okay. Our top five is <laughs> Legend of the Woolly Swamp. By Charlie Daniels Band, Haunted by Evanescence, Ghost Riders in the Sky by Johnny Cash, Midnight in Montgomery by Alan Jackson, and Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. I'm fine with putting Oingo Boingo five. It wasn't on yeah. my list, so I would. And the other, the other four are all in my top five. Oh wow! I got all of. I, I mean, other than the ride, I got the top five. The you know four of them are in there. So. There, two of us had one at number one, and then you had one, one and two. two. I I mean, I don't know how those numbers work out. Well, Well, where did you have Legend of the Woolly Swamp? I feel like if if Legend of the Woolly Swamp is one, one, and three, then it's going to be number one overall, probably. Now, number two could get a little dicey because I think you had Midnight in Montgomery a little further down on your list. Yeah. I but had Haunted, did, too. Beth, did you say oh. Midnight was two? Midnight in Montgomery, was that It was my two? second, yeah. And it was my number one. And you had Midnight where? Seven. Okay, and I had Haunted four. You had Haunted two. two. And, and I had it six. Ugh. Four. Two, four, six. I think if you did the average, I think Midnight would be would be above it. Two. Where was midnight for you? Seven, seven. Oh God! Man, so that would be th- that would be ten divided by three. It would be three point three 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 three. Yeah. Okay, and so then haunted was four for me, two for you. That's six. What did you have? It was where for you. You had it six. Sixth? Yeah. Okay, so and then twelve is four. So, by the slimmest of margins, by just the mathing, if the math is mathing, midnight mm-hmm. would would be. Slightly ahead of Haunted. And that's fine with me because mm-hmm. Midnight was my number one yeah. overall. I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay, okay. And then we would we would then say Haunted would because be the next well, one. Well, we could do the math on Ghost Riders. <clears throat> I had Ghost Riders five. You had Ghost Riders what? Three. And I had it at eight. So, so that's eight, six. That's yeah, 16. So that's way, yeah. No, they're tied. No. How's that no, possible? No, oh, oh, it's three. What, wait. What, what did we say the math was for twelve? In essence, twelve divided by three is four. Sixteen yeah. divided by three is more than four. Actually, <laughs> I had Ghost Riders four. Four. And where do you have it been? Five. Phantom seventeen. Yeah. Came before. Okay. 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 So we were able to math this out just fine. <laughs> the 
that makes four uh, Ghost Riders, right? Yep. Okay. We did it. Our final ranking of the best ghost slash haunted songs. Number one, Legend of the Woolly Swamp by Charlie Daniels Band. Two, Midnight in Montgomery by Alan Jackson. Three, Haunted by Evanescence. Four, Ghost Riders in the Sky by Johnny Cash. And five, Dead Man's Party by Wingo Boingo. It's a good list. It's a list. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain too much. Other, other than I don't like the reasoning for the ride being left out. I disagree vehemently. Okay. <laughs> With that said, if you like the content, we would like for you to <laughs> like, share, leave comments, and a lot of stars if you have a rating system that has a lot of stars on it. Um but really, please, we would love to interact with you. So find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Or X, oh, it's whatever X. you call it it's now. X. I'm, that is going to take some getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to interact with you, so please catch up with us there. If you have any suggestions for um, episode ideas, we would love to hear those as well. If you want, We do have on uh, Facebook, we have some... Pretty good conversation. Some people chime in on Facebook and let us know where we got it right, where we got it wrong, in their opinions. Uh, and we would love to hear. We would love to hear yours as well. Um, also, we are on YouTube. You can find us. Search the music list. Most of our shows are up now. So, again, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. (laughs)